with our understanding. But let's come over to First Chronicles chapter 16. Chapter 15 is bringing the Ark of the Covenant back after King Saul lost it. David's bringing it back and replacing it in a tabernacle that David built for it. You can see in the last verse of chapter 15 that Michael, David's wife, the daughter of Saul, looked out the window. She saw her husband, King David, dancing and playing, and she despised him in her heart. We come to chapter 16. So they brought the ark of God and set it in the midst of the tent that David had pitched for it. They offered burnt sacrifices and peace offerings before God. And when David had made an end of offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. And he dealt to every one of Israel, both man and woman, to every one a loaf of bread and a good piece of flesh and a flagon of wine. You want to enjoy the good life? Amen. Get blessed in the name of the Lord. Get some bread, meat, and wine and enjoy in the name of the Lord. And he appointed certain of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord and to record and to thank and praise the Lord God of Israel. Asaph the chief, and next to him Zechariah, Jael, and Shemaramoth, and Jehiel, and Mattathiah, and Eliab, and Benaiah, and Obed-Edom. You know why Obed-Edom is included? Because he, he'd had the ark resting on his property, and he was blessed abundantly in 90 days, so much so that David went and got that ark of the covenant so he could get some of the blessings. Right. That's in chapter 15. And Jael with psalteries and with harps. But Asaph made a sound with cymbals. Benaiah also and Jehaziel the priest with trumpets continually before the ark of the covenant of God. Look at this celebration. Continually. Asaph, who's the leader, what does he want to do? He wants to make the most noise. So he's got the cymbals and the word of God tells us that. Now look at verse 7. Then on that day David delivered first this psalm to thank the Lord into the hand of Asaph and his brethren. And then if you were to read, you would find a psalm that's a collection of three different psalms. And David gave this psalm to Asaph to bless the Lord for all of his goodness. This is a celebration God's way. Right. Verse 8. Let's start this psalm. I just want to read a couple of verses. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. Sing unto Him. Sing psalms unto Him. Talk ye of all His wondrous works. Notice that we're to sing psalms. You like the psalms? Amen. Sing psalms to honor the Lord God of Israel. Let's look at the psalms. Psalm 95. Psalm 95. Could there be a finer evening than having bread, meat, and wine, and singing psalms? I don't think. Tell me how. He <laughs> it's my brother. Psalm 95 and verse 2. Let us come before His presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto Him with psalms. Psalm 105. Psalm 105, verse 2. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Singing psalms. But we're in the New Testament. And so we've been cut out 
of this great opportunity that the Old Testament saints had to sing psalms and to worship God. God forbid. As Jesus would say, I trow not. Go look it up if you're having a problem with it. I trow not. Brethren, we don't bring the ox across the great divide between Malachi and Matthew. We don't bring the symbols into the worship of God, into his assemblies. We don't bring the robes. We don't bring the incense. We don't bring the bleeding lambs or the blood. We don't bring the Levitical priesthood. We don't bring the tabernacle. We don't bring the altar. We don't bring the showbread. But do you know what we get to bring? Amen. Singing of psalms. And we are supposed to bring it across that great divide through the time of Reformation into the New Testament. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5, the verse that I just asked you about. If that song that we sang from our hymnal was correct, Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Tune your heart? Indeed, that's what we want. That is scriptural. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18, And be not drunk with wine. Wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. And what does a filled person do? Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Second generation New Testament Christians being exhorted by Paul to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Psalms are short, little, poetic combinations of sentences that David put together, Moses and Asaph, for the worship of God in the Old Testament. You have 150 of them in the book of Psalms. Their numbering is correct, because when we get to Acts chapter 13, verse 33, the Apostle Paul in the middle of a sermon says, as it is written in the second psalm. And if you go look in the second psalm, you'll find what he said. Two verses later, he says, and in another psalm, it says, and that's in Psalm 16. Those Hebrew divisions were known then. They're the same same today. That's why you have that superscription over those psalms explaining a Hebrew name for that psalm, in most cases, and a brief description of what was done there. Go to Colossians chapter 3 to get a second witness stating what we just read in Ephesians chapter 5. Isn't this exciting? Amen. We can't bring the ox across the great divide or the priesthood or the incense or the candlesticks or the Ark of the Covenant or the cherubim or any of that, but we can br- we're supposed to bring the singing of psalms. Amen. Colossians 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Right. Psalms, small poetic combinations of sentences and words for the praise of God. Hymns, songs ordained for the public worship of God that praise God directly. That's a hymn. A spiritual song is another song used in the worship of God that describes our experiences and our spiritual lives. But it's different from a hymn in that it is not directed to the Lord. Praise to the Almighty, the King of creation. What do you think that might be? That's a hymn. Tempted and tried were oft made to wonder. What do you think that might be? That's a spiritual song. And they all have their place. And if anyone thinks that we're deprived in the New Testament of music, they are wrong. We have all of these. 
Most churches today don't sing psalms or hymns. The ones that sing hymns don't have spiritual songs. That's why we have two hymnals. One hymnal is primarily spiritual songs and the other is primarily hymns. But there's one category that we haven't sung enough and I'm convicted about it and that's what you're hearing tonight. Amen. Every word of God is pure and if we don't practice every word of God then we're a bunch of hypocrites. And we're not going to be hypocrites. And so I want to teach you a little bit about psalms tonight and we're going to try to sing them. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. When a New Testament church came together with all of its gifts, what did they bring? Verse 26. How is it then, brethren? 1 Corinthians 14, 26. How is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you hath a psalm, hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation? Let all things be done unto edifying. If you were to go on and read the rest of this chapter, would you find Paul criticizing the singing of psalms? No. No. What what will he criticize? That they're all coming in there and doing it all at the same time. It's amazing that a church of Christ could go that far down the wrong path, but they were doing it all at once, that there was no organization. He said, if an unbeliever comes in, they're going to think you are Mad. mad and barbarians. He did not criticize the singing of psalms, and I want you to notice that they brought psalms. That someone that didn't have the gift of tongues, the gift of interpretation, guess what they'd bring for the worship of God? The psalms. It came across, brethren. It came to us. The singing of psalms. The last verse I'll use is in James chapter 5, and this is the verse that is chasing me. And I love being chased by the Lord when He sends His word after me. James chapter 5. Do you want to read a book uh, for success in your life? Listen to this verse as it describes two different conditions we often find ourselves in. James 5.13 Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. We don't do enough of that. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. You want to worship the Lord, the Lord's way in the New Testament, and you're merry in your heart? Sing psalms. We've got a problem. The psalms were written in Hebrew. The psalms were written for David to sing, and David did lead the singing, and Asaph led the singing, and David invented musical instruments, and David wrote the psalms, and they used them to worship God. But if you go and look into our psalms, you're going to find that every verse of every psalm has a different number of syllables. You look at a psalm that's got 33 verses, and you find 33 different numbers of syllables in 33 verses. That means it is impossible to construct a repeatable melody for that psalm. If you're going to sing that psalm, you have to have someone write a piece of music designed for that combination of syllables in each verse, which means for you to learn that entire piece of music is going to take one long, steep learning curve. We know four. I believe we know four. Do we know a little bit from Psalm 3, a little bit from Psalm 48, a little bit from Psalm 89, a little bit from Psalm 19, and did I just exhaust it? Isn't that a pity? There's several thousand verses in the Psalms, and we know just a few. 
Let's sing one. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing. I will sing. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness. Is that word for word, be very careful in your answer, is that word for word with the King James Bible? No, it's multiple repetitions to fit the verse to the song. And that was a piece of music designed for those words repeated in that haphazard way, not just the way God wrote it. And yet we sing it because it only contains the words of Psalm 89, verse 1. We like it for that reason. We just sang a psalm, a part of a psalm. Do you know how many verses there are in Psalm 89? There's 52. We just sang one, and we had to corrupt it in order to make it fit the music. The point I'm trying to make is, is there a genius in our congregation that wants to write a piece of music that we can all learn and remember for all the psalms and all the verses of all the psalms? There's another way we can sing psalms. We can go in a hymnal. The other hymnal has more. We can go to a number like 187 in the old school hymnal, which is called the 23rd Psalm. And it's a song that has its own tune arranged by a man named Rollin Green to fit his paraphrase of Psalm 23. It's not the King James Bible again, word for word. It's a song about a psalm. I want to introduce to you a a way that we can sing the psalms It's not perfect, but it's a way that they've been sung for 500 years that we know about. And I want to thank my brother Newell for encouraging me in this. But for several weeks, I've been convicted about wanting to sing more psalms. And I let him pick the first one that we're going to experiment with. We read it this morning. It's Psalm 46. And you can turn in your Bibles to Psalm 46, but I'm going to help you out a little bit. I've typed it up for you in a different format. 500 years ago, the churches of the British Isles took the Psalms and rearranged the words into what into a book called Psalters. And I'm not talking about the Psalters that are songs about Psalms. I'm talking about taking the Psalms and rearranging the words to get them to rhyme and to get them to fit British meters. We sing most of our songs to simple, repeatable patterns. If you look at Oh for a Thousand Tongues to Sing, it is such a simple little tune. There's eight syllables, there's six syllables, there's eight syllables, there's six syllables. And we just repeat it over and over again, and someone has written 
verses to fit 8686. That is a common meter. And you'll notice in our hymnal that when we use it sometimes, both hymnals, you'll see CM underneath a song that is a common meter of eight syllables, six syllables, eight, six. Eight, six, eight, six is a common meter. Which means that you, get, you look into a psalm like Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength. That's seven. A very present help in trouble. That's eight. Seven and then eight doesn't fit eight, six. So we can't sing it just the way it is. But if we rearrange the words just a little bit, we can sing it. Now, I am not rearranging the word of God. But in order for us to be able to read a psalm, to sit and then to worship God when we have a merry heart, how are you going to sing Psalm 46? If you have a better way of singing Psalm 46, all of Psalm 46. And because I also like Psalm 119, I want you to put that to music also. Music that I don't have to learn, that I can just repeat because I know it, so that I can think about the words and worship God with it. That's what I'm going to tell you right now. That's a common meter. Psalters took all of the hymn, all of the psalms, all 150, and all of their verses, and rearranged them into common meter. Do you know how many common meter tunes there are? There's about 40 in our old school hymnal. There's, a, there's over 200. I can show you a number of websites that you can go to, and they will be tapped out for you on a piano so that you can learn more. Once you learn one common meter tune, do you know Amazing Grace? Do you think you could hum that in the shower? Do you know Amazing Grace? If you know Amazing Grace, you can sing every verse in the book of Psalms. Because it's been rearranged into a combination of syllables that fits Amazing Grace. Because Amazing Grace is a common meter, 8686. It's not the perfect solution. If the Lord shows me a better solution or you a better solution, come and show it to me. Don't give me something that we have to learn some folk song that takes 40 weeks to memorize. And then, you know what we've got? We've got one psalm. Because no folk tune is going to fit any other psalm. We need repeatable melodies that you can sing it whenever you want to, any psalm that you like. Amen. In those little hymnals that we have, you'll also see short meter, and there's psalms that have been put to short meter. Then you'll see short meter is 6686. And then long meter is 8888, the number of syllables per phrase for that song. And the, and the melody and the, and the tune fits it. That's a long meter. And you'll see that in your hymnal. You'll see SM for short meter. You'll see LM for long meter. But common meter is the, is the most popular and the most tunes have been known for common meter. And there's a whole lot of them in our hymnals. Once you know one common meter tune, you can sing every common meter song in the old school hymnal to that tune. It will fit. Because it has the same number of syllables as it does notes or sounds that you hold in the tune. And once you know one, like Amazing Grace, and Amazing Grace is not that great of a tune for singing psalms. You'll find that out. You're going to find that out in just a few minutes. It's not, oh, oh God, our help in ages past. Wow, that was written for the Psalms. Wait till you hear, Amen. and you're going to do it in just a minute. Amen. Rearranged. I'm going to put, and I've put the Word of God on the same page. Do I have two young men that will help me? 
I see two young men right here in the front row. What I'm passing out is four psalms. We're going to start with Psalm 46. We read it this morning. We're going to read it. You've got the King James Bible, Psalm 46. It's on the back page. You've got the Psalter arrangement of those words. And you've got a bunch of common meter tunes from which we can select to sing this psalm. For the last several weeks, I have had great private pleasure doing this. I don't know of a better way. When someone shows me a better way, I'll move to the better way. All I want to do is sing God's psalms as close as I can to the way that God wrote them for us. But right now, the combination of English tunes don't fit English psalms. So they have to be rearranged a little bit. But I don't have a problem with that because I read Psalm 46. And do you know how I know verse 10? Do you know how verse 10 is worded to me? It's worded, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. And so when I sing that 10th verse, are you all follow? Are we on the back page? Psalm 46. You have three columns. The King James Version. Common meter tunes from which we can pick. And then the Scottish Psalter of 1650. We don't have one for every person. Does, does every adult in here have a page so that you can see off it? Beautiful. Good job, young men. Do they have one now? Isn't that you were giving? Sometimes in giving, you don't end up with anything yourself. Now they're all set. Three columns. Now you look down at that 10th verse. Be still and know that I am God. Great for the first line. Among the heathen I will be exalted. I on earth will be exalted high. Now there's rhyme put into that, and the words from the 10th verse, most of them are there, but they've had to be rearranged to fit the meter and to give rhyme. Like I said, if you can show me a better way to sing a psalm that fits all the psalms, you'll have one eager student. But I don't want to hear something that takes years and years to learn. Do you know what I can send you home with right now? You can go home tonight, and on the holiday tomorrow, you can sit and sing any psalm that you want to. If you go and pull it off, I'll pull off any psalm for anybody and put it in this format in 10 minutes. I could do the whole book of psalms in 25 hours if I sat down and did it. It's all on the, you can just pull it off and do it. Let's read Psalm 46. We read it this morning, but I want to read it again because that's the word of God. And then we're going to sing it to a variety of tunes to worship the Lord by singing this psalm. Reading in unison. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. There is a river... The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come, 
Behold the works of the Lord, what desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Now we're going to sing it. Amen. You learn one common meter tune that you like. One common meter tune that you like. You can sing every verse of all the Psalms. It rearranges the words a little bit. And I will be the first to tell you I do not like that. But until I'm shown a better way to sing the Psalms, this is one way to sing Psalms. And Brother Eric is going to come and help us do it. Or you'll, you'll, hear, you'll be learning some new tunes tonight that have never been heard before. You mentioned Amazing Grace. Let's pick that tune first. It's known as New Britain. The name of the tune is New Britain. That doesn't mean anything except whenever you see New Britain anywhere else, it's the same tune. So you can fit any words to it that fit that same meter. New Britain is about two-thirds of the way down, three-quarters of the way down on that list of CM tunes. God is our refuge and our strength in strength of rest Therefore, although the earth remove, we will not be tunes to go through. Let's pick another one that somebody likes. You want to try um, the first one, Arlington, Oh, for a heart to praise my God. Does everyone remember that tune? Oh, for a heart to praise my God. Okay, let's try that one with the next pair of verses. We'll pick, say, four and five, verses four and five of the on the right-hand column with that tune. A river is heard about it. Do they fit? They're all the same. In fact, if you pick, say, Amazing Grace, any of these common meter tune words, you can fit to Amazing Grace automatically. And now, since we can fit the psalms into this same rhythm, we can sing any psalm to any of these common meter tunes. Let's pick six and seven. Let's pick another one that we like. Say, uh, Asheville, the second one down. 
Lord, in thy presence here we meet. Everyone, remember that one. Let's sing verses 6 and 7 to that tune. The heathen raised him Let's do Asmund. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing, my great Redeemer's praise. All right, let's try that one with, uh, where are we, eight and nine. Come and behold what wondrous works Sometimes some of the tunes have eighth notes where other of the tunes have quarter notes, for example. So different syllables of different words sometimes might get slurred together and other times it doesn't. However, if you end the line at the end of the phrase and start the next line at the start of the next phrase, you can't go wrong. If you end the same place and start at the next phrase, the next line, you're fine. So whatever syllables you have to slur, sometimes it's a little different. Sometimes Same thing all the way down at the bottom. Oh God, our help in ages past. That one. Uh, verses 10 and 11. Be still and You want to do it again? Which tune? Pick a tune. <laughs> let's do the, let's do let's pick the first two, or in this case it's three, one, two, and three verses fit in the first two uh, stanzas, and sing saying it again to the to uh, one through three here. God is our refuge and our strength. Oh, me. 
pick a tune. Someone see another tune in there they like from a, a song that they remember and they like the tune to, and we'll throw these words into it. You don't have to lead it. Don't worry. It'll fit. It'll fit. Ortonville. Ortonville, about three quarters of the way down. How sweet the name of Jesus sounds. That one. Let's do, uh, say, four and five to that. A river is to streams to glad the city of our God. The holy place wherein the Lord most high hath his abode. Most high hath his abode. Let's do coronation. I like that tune. Um, follow along. We have to repeat a couple of the lines in coronation, just like we do in number one in your hymn. We have to repeat a couple of the lines. All hail the power of Jesus. Which tune are we going after? That's, yeah. All hail the power of Jesus' name. All right, let's pick uh, six and seven for that. The heathen rage to multrustly, the kingdoms move and were. The Lord God uttered his voice, the earth did smell for him. The Lord God uttered his voice, the Pick a tune. Pick a tune, any tune. Dundee. Dundee? Good. Faith is the brightest evidence. Pick some words. You want to do eight and nine? Yes. Come and behold what wondrous works have by the Lord been wrought. Come see what desolations he Detroit. 
Do not I love thee, oh my God. So mine, this will be good. 10 and 11. Be still and know that I am God. Anything else that you particularly want to try these words to, or did you want to go to a second psalm? Psalm two. Psalm two. Yeah, psalm two. It is. Before, to show you how it works. Let me say this to his dear mother. If you want to have a real lesson, invite him over to your house, prepare two portions for supper, kill him both, but then he will lead you through these psalms. And on the fly last night. He was able to take these tunes and convert them to minor on the fly. That is special. And it was very nice to be able to sing major tunes from this list, which really almost doubles the number, and sing these psalms. And I'm thankful for his help in this. If there aren't enough common meter tunes in here, you can double them by turning the major ones into minor and the minor ones back into major, depending on what mood you're in. What's the difference? A minor is real solemn, somber, melancholy type sound. Um, the one we just sang, uh, sadder sounding, sadder words or more somber, sober words fit to it better. Uh, when you don't feel like jumping up and down and dancing, you sing those. It's a long story. Invite me over, fix two steaks, and I'll show you. <laughs> All right, Psalm 2. Pick a tune. It's exciting. It's exciting because any tune you feel like singing that you remember floating around your head somewhere, Cambridge. you can pick a song to. How about King? What was yours? We'll sing that one next. King? Okay. Cambridge first. How did my heart rejoice to hear da 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 Okay. We'll sing that one to uh, one through three. Why raise the heathen and vain things? Why to the people mind? Kings of the earth to set themselves, and princes are combined, and princes are combined. To I'll sing that one again. We don't sing that one. Yeah. I like that tune, though. To plot against the Lord and his anointed saying thus, let us asunder break their hands and cast them. 
mathematics can't lie. The 8686 rule always works. If I, fool, if I screw up, then that's my problem. But King, that's the child of grace. We'll sing that one of these words, though. Say f uh, four through six. He that in heaven sits shall tunes you'd like to throw in there? Manoa. Manoa, good. I was just fixing to do that one. Let's do Manoa. How sweet, how heavenly is the sight that tune. And we'll do what, six and seven? No, I'm sorry, eight and nine. The sure decree I will Redeeming love to our Redeemer's glorious name. Nine and nine and ten and eleven. Thou shalt Let's do what one through three with that one. Why
Help me out with the tune. I can't remember that one. Okay. Uh, four through six. He that in St. Agnes. Have we done that one yet? No. Jesus, the very thought of thee. Let's see, which are we at? Seven and eight. The sure through 12 with St. Anne. I dare you to try, but if you can find some more common meter tunes in here that you like, they'll all fit. Let's let, we'll try them. Amen. Thank you very much, Amen. Brother Eric. Some of those tunes that you like the best, you can sing any verse of any psalm. Sit by yourself, read the psalm, tell the Lord you love Him, and then sing the psalm to Him when you can find a better way to sing them and easier because I have in in a half an hour people who don't know any music can go sing the entire book of Psalms if there's a favorite psalm of yours email me and I'll have it back to you very shortly light laid out just like that page is for you to be able to read your psalm and then sing your psalm and to carry that with you and to be able to sing psalms when your hearts merry is any among you afflicted let him pray is any merry let them sing psalms. Amen. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your help. Amen. I have a true psalter coming in the mail from Scotland. It's not available in the United States. 
It's a book that looks like this, like your hymnal in your hand. But when you open it up, all the pages have been cut in half. Right down the middle, right here. On the bottom are the words from the 1650 Psalter, which you have right there in your hands. The reason I picked that, it's a complete Psalter, and it has had more effort spent to make it word compatible to our King James Bible than any other Psalter. So on the bottom, these pages flip independently because they're cut in the middle. It's called a split-leaf Psalter. On the bottom will be the 150 Psalms, and on the top will be 150 common meter tunes so that you can line them up and have the music. You know, you can turn to tune 175 while you're singing the 24th Psalm. And so you have the music in front of you to be able to follow if that helps you while you sing the words to the 24th Psalm. And we'll see what it looks like and if we want to invest in some of those. I just want you to invest in blessing our Lord God. Last night for our part of our devotions, we read the next chapter in 1 Chronicles, which is the 17th chapter, and that's about David sitting in his house of cedar and being unhappy that he had such a wonderful place to live in. It was a palace built for him by the king of Tyre, and the Lord was still dwelling in tents, and he wanted to build the Lord a house. And you should read that exchange between God and David about God never having thought about having a permanent dwelling place, but David wanting to do it for him. And, Dave, and the Lord said to David, you're not going to build me a house. Your son will build it. And he didn't mean Solomon. He meant this church by the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And then the Lord said to David, I'm going to build you a house. Right. Brethren, it's a wonderful passage. The reason we went to that last night is I want this congregation to have the same spirit that David had. Amen. He was a man after God's own heart, and he gets a retirement home, built a palace, a palace built of cedar by the king of Tyre, and when he sits in it, instead of retiring, he wants to build a house for God because he feels guilty in his house that he hasn't worshipped the Lord enough. And that is the spirit that I want among all of you and when you look at David, which we read in the 16th chapter, what did David do when he wanted to worship the Lord? He ate a good meal, remember? And then he sang psalms. Right. And that got carried over, brethren, to the New Testament. Amen. We dropped most of it, but the Lord God brought the singing of psalms. And you've just learned, even if you're not musically inclined at all, there is some common meter tune in that center column that all of you know. And you can sit down and sing the entire book of Psalms. And to do that on your back porch by yourself to the Lord is a blessing. And I encourage you to do it. Is there anyone here this this evening that found some verse or clause or phrase in Philippians chapter 3, 8 through 21 that provoked you, convicted you, moved you, or encouraged you that you can tell the rest of us about? (laughs) 